hello, 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 aloha. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. You guys, don't worry, I'm going to come up with, you know, a very cool intro very soon. You know, all these professional podcasters, they have really nice intros that they insert into their podcast to make it sound nice and all. But for now, let's just manage welcome back to my podcast. I think that's that works for now. How are we all doing? I hope we're at home. We're all supposed to be self-isolating. We're all supposed to be practicing social distancing because of the pandemic. I know everything is crazy. It's it's scary to think about what we must remember. Faith over fear. Our faith must triumph over fear. Doesn't mean we're going to be stupid and go about business as usual because you know faith is not the absence of wisdom, okay? So we are going to make our faith intersect with wisdom and you know obey the law and do what the government and the authorities are telling us to do. We're going to be keeping ourselves clean, keeping our homes clean, keeping our environments clean, okay? We're going to stay away from each other. Because we don't know who, 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 they don't write it on the head, I'm a carrier, okay? So, we're just going to obey and keep praying and keep having faith that this is not going to get the best of us. But I hope, I hope, hey, I hope, <laughs> I hope we are all, you know, being productive. I mean, to be honest, people are saying be productive that... But see, if you've been working, 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 this is the time to rest. So just do whatever you want to do, guys. As long as you're not doing something that is pleasing to God. That's all that matters. If you've been stressed and you needed this break, please rest. Sleep. Sleep all you want and wake up in two weeks' time if that's what you want. If you've been less busy and you've, or if you've just wanted to do something and you've not found time, you've not had the time to do it, now is the time, okay? Start that blog, okay? Start that YouTube channel, create, be creative. Just make sure at the end of this two weeks holiday, I don't know if it's two weeks, but whatever, at the end of this break, you know, you won't feel like you wasted your time. So... uh, Today, I'm going to be doing my own Jesus Flips the Switch challenge. So there's been this um, trend on social media, Jesus Flips the Switch. Basically, what it's about is people um, posting pictures or telling stories of how Jesus changed their lives. So they were people who weren't in Christ and were doing things that were not Christ-like. You know, all sorts of things. People who were... Um, addicted to sex, addicted to porn, addicted to masturbation, addicted to drugs, you know, involved in all sorts and then Jesus flips the switch and that's how it happens really. Jesus just flips the switch and it's like you're a new creature. It's not, it's like you become a new creature. That is how it works. Well, me, I did not engage because (laughs) I did not have pictures to post because I feel like I pretty much look the same, okay? I still have my tattoos, I still have my piercings, I can still do my crazy weird hairstyles. I still, you know, I feel like I still pretty much look the same, okay? But it is really not about that. It is about who, it is about the person 
I was and the person I am now, the person on the inside. Jesus really flipped the switch in my life, guys, because it is about how um, I've stopped doing a lot of things I used to do, how I no longer have interest in things that I used to have interest in now. So I'm now more Christ inclined. Everything is, I mean, right now, if it's not Christ like, if it's isn't drawing me to christ if it isn't drawing people around me to christ i'm really not interested as opposed to then when i was so interested in things of the world you know jesus flipped the switch guys my story is long i'm just i'm going to try to summarize okay so how where do we start where do we start let me start from the beginning but briefly so my background i am I'm um, from a Christian home, in fact, a very Christian home in the sense that my parents are pastors. My parents were pastors before in RCCG, before they even gave birth to me. So I pretty much grew up in a Christian home, you know, the typical Christian home, you know, we always went to church. In fact, I spent most of my life in church because when you have parents that are pastors, you're always in church. When you don't need to be in church, you're in church. Your, your friends are home more. But because your parents have pastors meeting, pastors this part, I was always in church. For you guys, we know that being in church doesn't necessarily mean you are saved. It doesn't mean you are a believer because anybody can be in church, right? Yeah, anybody can. I know this um it's not an assumption. This um this I can't remember the word, but this thing they say about pastors' kids yeah i was that okay i was that thing they say about pastor's kids pastor's kids are the opposite of what you expect them to be i mean growing up i was literally a good pastor's kid but when i i think it's when i entered the university everything the the switch flips guys it flips right before my eyes but it didn't happen suddenly so yes i was saying i grew up in a christian home everything 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 and then i entered the university i like to say that honestly i could have been worse than i was if not for the friends god placed in my life i entered the university thinking oh my god yes this is the opportunity to live my life i'm going to flex be be whatever i want to be and i went to uni like so you know you like is that place that i mean if you want to run mad and be wild that is the place if you want to focus on god that's the place if you want to be anything you want to be you like is the place literally so i entered the university and i feel like god set me up because the friends he gave me were not people who were like me, so to speak, okay? I was more of the social, outgoing, you know, very... Um, I said, growing up, I was an extrovert, but, you know, very social, very um, outspoken, outgoing person. But my friends were reserved. I mean, we're all ethicals, right? But when it came to the social aspect, I was the social one. They were not. Shout out to Famous. That's our <laughs> our first names. That's our slogan, Sha. No, not slogan. Whatever, Sha. Famous. Fiwa. Um, Ajoma, um, Simi. Marcel. Bola. 
Damola, all of us who are shy famous. That's what we call ourselves. Anyway, so anytime I wanted to go for, anytime I felt like, you know, going for parties or going for this, going for that, my friends were not interested. And for some reason, the kind of course I studied, right, we hardly ever interacted with other people in the university because we're so secluded and where we where our department was was so far away we were not even in our faculty so it's like whenever i wanted to do this i didn't have friends to go and meet because my friends were not interested and so i like to think i mean i always say this this is my testimony when i talk to people how honestly your friends can make or break you imagine if my friends were people who were like me or had tendencies because I wasn't necessarily a bad person, I just had the tendencies. In fact, then people used to tell me, people already had assumptions about me in university that I was, you know, a certain kind of girl, but I wasn't because I just had those tendencies. But imagine if my friends were like me, we would have explored all those things we want I wanted to try out. But my friends weren't interested, and I thank God for them those are my lifelong friends they are still my friends up till today we're all together from year one till we did our masters okay for six years and even now we're still together the bond is so strong and i'm grateful for for them but i mean everything changed in uh, my final year so i mean we're all you know pastor's kid now will be saying no sex till marriage no sex till marriage i'm going to keep my virginity until marriage that was it oh that was the plan oh <laughs> that was the plan you know me and my friends in church at that time yes yeah, so we're keeping our virginity till marriage blah 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 but you know when the purpose of a thing is not known abuse is inevitable we're all keeping ourselves your marriage because we thought you know there was this let's let's even leave the religious aspects there's this misconception or this um yeah this misconception that your husband will respect you more if you keep yourself to your marriage or he would um love you more if you're a virgin and all of that and then the whole sex is a sin if you have sex you go to hell okay so many of us that's why we're keeping ourselves hey it's a sin no i don't want to go to hell so right now we know that is not true okay but that's a story for another day so anyway that did not work there was this guy i really liked we're off and on for the longest time from year one we never became a thing because i think i don't even know what it was we're just off and on always messing around but that fear of not losing my virginity was still there so i kept myself and then in my final year, I remember I just thought to myself, he hit me up and we were talking and all. And of course, he, was, he wanted me to come to his house. I'm going into so many details, but let's just see how I can summarize this. So I hope it doesn't get too long. And then I just thought to myself, see, I, you know when you've done something for a long time and you feel like, oh, I should reward myself. And you now reward yourself by doing that thing you were keeping yourself from. For example, it's like when you are on a diet now or you're staying away from sugary stuff and you've done it for like a month and then you just be like wow oh my god i've done this for a month i deserve a reward let me take this sunday off and just take all the sugar i want yeah that kind of thing so i thought to myself well i've been keeping myself can't i just 
what was what's the point of it? I mean, a lot of people are doing it and all of that, and so I just let loose, and that was how I lost my virginity. And um, that was it, and that was the beginning of the madness, guys. <laughs> there's this thing; it is not even a lie. There's this thing that comes with your with losing your virginity. You suddenly feel like you're on top of the world. You f- suddenly feel like you're so bold now. The world is, I don't know, should answer to you. You can do as you please. Very stupid, silly thing that comes with it. It's of the devil, guys. It's not even of God. Anyway, that's when I started wild, you know. Hmm. Before you know it, guys, I was smoking weed. Before you know it, guys, I was... And the thing is, um, masturbation, sex, and pornography go hand in hand. In fact... Anybody who says, oh, they masturbate without watch- watching porn, this is a lie. They are like, they are three musketeers, guys. They go hand in hand. So, I say I was involved, I was masturbating. In fact, I became a masturbation addict to the extent that I would prefer, in fact, I, I used to think, well, I don't even need to have sex again. I mean, masturbation does the job better than this man. <laughs> Which is a lie, guys. See, what the world feeds you in about sex is trash. It is the devil. The devil's, the devil and the world's idea of what sex should be or what sex is, is the opposite of what God designed it to be. God designed the sex. He knew, he knew what he was doing when he said um, sex is for marriage. Anyway, let me continue. So I said smoking beads okay guys i don't even know how all this started all this started i became wild okay and the thing is that while i was doing all these things i was still going to church and being my normal self okay i felt like um you know how people think sexual sin now this in fact it's crazy how the world thinks sexual sexual sin is that sin that is permissible or it's allowed god god will understand i mean we can't do without it you are not going to go to hell if you are saved and you are having sex but i mean are you christ-like is that what is that like the life you've been we, we are christians we've been called to a higher standard what is now the difference between you and an unbeliever fine your ticket to heaven is your belief in jesus but then you cannot, I always say that you cannot really truly say you are saved and still be engaged in things that you are um, not supposed to be engaged in. I mean, the people of the world that are doing this thing and you that you call yourself a Christian, you're doing this thing. What is now? Can difference? Please. What is the difference? There's no difference. So are you truly saved? If you find yourself doing those things, you need to ask yourself questions. Are you truly saved? Because Jesus, I always say that Jesus does not come into your life. And it is impossible for you to let Jesus into your life and he wouldn't make a difference. It is impossible. His job is to change you. He changes you from the inside out, okay? So that is why I was saying I was, I mean, I was a pastor's kid, but I was not saved. I started doing all these things. And then you know that guilt of, ah, I shouldn't be having sex with everybody that is engaged has ever been engaged in sexual immorality and all that. You know that guilt that comes after masturbating, you feel like killing yourself. Well, I'm never going to do this. In fact, I used to say, God, if I do this again, let me die. Blah blah blah. And then 
after a while you know you will make the decision okay i'm not having sex till marriage again but you know when you've done it once hmm, it becomes hard though. that's just the truth so if you are still a virgin i would advise you to keep yourself because if your eyes should open it takes the grace of god for you to go back to being sane again so um i think what made it difficult was i would say okay no more sex till marriage but then i'll go into relationships that those people were not on the same page with me okay so i would say okay no sex till marriage i've repented in my mind now i've started afresh with christ again our relationship is flourishing and then i'll go into a relationship with someone and he'll say okay fine no sex till marriage but you know how it is now before you know it one month down they're already asking you uh, uh, were you serious about that <laughs> that thing you said and before you know you compromise and that is why also a lesson to take from this make sure you're dating someone who is on the same page as you one person cannot be weak and one person strong it is not going to work guys it is not going to work because you love this person you're attracted to this person it is normal for you to feel like doing those things well, if the person is not on the same page with you, if the person is not saved, guys, if the person is not saved, truly, truly saved, you would fall. Women, men, guys, date someone who is on the same page. Date someone who understands their new creation realities in Christ. Date someone who understands that, okay, I'm a new creature. Old, old things have passed away. I've become new. I cannot be involved or engaged in things I used to be engaged in. Ladies, don't date a guy that is going to you know um um try to convince you to let loose and all of that it's not going to work you can't don't try to guys you are not the holy spirit please that nonsense should stop don't try to change anybody let the holy spirit do his job let the holy spirit change the person and then you can now get say you want to date the person don't go trying to change somebody you say you're not having sex person says she's a sex addict i refuse to date someone one time because person i liked this guy well he told me point blank that he can't be in a relationship without sex in fact i think two guys or three guys have told me that and that was the re- reason why i could not date them even though i was still having sex so but <laughs> guys it was crazy man anyway anyway then i now another thing that made things worse uh, let me adjust just I hope this doesn't get too long then this thing called feminism disclaimer i am still very much a feminist but i became very radical how it started no before then i started to have so many questions you know when you're involved with things of the world guys no cap those things are very attractive and are seemingly very enjoyable okay so i started to get involved i mean i was smoking weed like it was no man's business always high ah guys man i don't that i was in a dark place in my life anyway so i started to have questions about religion and everything because my home church then when i had to come back when i came back home my home church you know all these traditional churches that don't that don't know new testament realities that don't know your new creation realities that don't know that the dispensation before christ is different from 
the dispensation after Christ. Okay, that keep dwelling on thing of on the Old Testament as opposed to keep dwelling on Ten Commandments and keep focusing on hell and heaven. Like you know, churches that they they are their messages are centered on hell and heaven or centered around hell and heaven everything hell and don't do this you go to hell you know so i started to have a lot of questions i remember then sunday school i was very aggressive always challenged see guys the devil knows how to question how to um quote scriptures or forget i was doing worldly things so i was still i still knew my stuff my onions <laughs> i still knew bible so when one sunday school teacher is saying one trash me i'm saying what i thought i knew let me say what i thought i knew i was still quoting bible so everything just became confusing guys if you're in a church that makes you angry or preaches messages that confuses you or you know you just find yourself having so many questions having being confused you find yourself doubting god leave that place please christ doesn't christ isn't present in that place i just found myself questioning everything because they will tell me this and I'll, I'll be punished for it and then i'll start to think okay is god not supposed to be love is god not love so how is it that this thing i'm going to do is going to punish me for it i was asking myself like so what's the essence of jesus christ you know and then i would ask questions and these people never provided answers per se they would just say absolute nonsense guys see a eh, false prophets are every and to be honest i feel like i don't even blame them they are not intentionally being false prophets this is because of what they were taught as well okay that is what how they were taught in their own church growing up so they just grew up with these things and you know nigerians i don't know if it's nigerians or religious folks in general we don't ask questions your pastor just says this and you just run with it that is how it's supposed to be try get to know god for yourself i see the way i know god now and i have a relationship with it with him sorry um nobody can come and tell me anything and i will just take it as it is and say okay that is how it is supposed to be if someone says something a preacher whoever you are say something and it doesn't align with the god i know or the nature of the god i know or align with the scriptures then i have questions because a man of god said something doesn't mean that is what it is okay and so anyway i started having so many so many questions and i started questioning how the church diminished the you know the worth or importance or what's the word i don't know the word but diminished the yeah importance of women okay everything was always about men and then the part about submission and how the church really painted it to be and you hear stories of how some pastors treated their wives and they would make it seem as if that was the plan of god okay and that was how god designed it to be so i started to explore feminism i feel like all this while i had been a feminist but i did not know what feminism truly was i didn't even know there was a word to it but i i always found myself defending women and you know i found myself speaking against um or you know arguing with people in church who who said things about the woman is supposed to be doing this like you guys let me give you one analogy (laughs) hey 
man see we have work to do guys my new generation of christians who know their stuff who know their onions we have stuff we have work to do they get this analogy of how the wife is the helper and all so i asked the que- i remember asking a question that okay i think they were talking about let's say if the husband wants to be a president the wife's job is to support him and blah 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 so they gave this analogy of how there was a pole in church and how the man is climbing the pole and the woman's job is to keep pushing him up so i asked the question that okay are you trying to say the woman's the woman should never be the one climbing the pole in marriage they were saying no 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 it's not her job she's not supposed to climb the pole no matter what she's supposed to be behind the man pushing him helping him like if he if wants to become a president now she's the one supposed to support him so i'm like okay so a woman should not become a president or she will not have the ambition to or have the desire to rule a nation or that they were like no she should not ah that was when i say eh no 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 in Campbell, something is happening in this place that is when i started to explore feminism and you know then another aspect of this is social media the mistake i made was i started to feed my you know learn about feminism from the wrong people that is the mistake i made okay so started to follow a lot of pages handles on twitter see twitter is a crazy place guys guard your heart twitter Twitter will make you or ruin you guys. It will ruin you or it would build you up. It ruined me at some point. I had to follow a lot of people who were radical feminists. That I mean, they used to say a lot of things that I convinced myself made sense, but they did not make sense. I started to become like those people. My friends were, were, becoming, were becoming scared of me. In fact, I was on the verge of denouncing God because if you're not careful, right? A lot of feminists these days, they will tell you it is impossible to be a feminist and to be a Christian. I'm going to talk about this extensively in another podcast, guys, because you can very much be a feminist and be a Christian. I feel like if you practice feminism the way, you know, if you look at things through the eyes of Jesus, I always like to think Jesus was a feminist. Jesus was a, a, a supporter of women. Feminism is, is his idea because you cannot tell me it was God's plan for the world to be the way it is, you know, saying it is a man's world and women suffer and women, there's so much bias against women in every area, every sector, in the family, in, you know, jobs, in the religious organization. Ah, no, that is not God's plan. Anyway, we'll talk about that. So I started to follow the wrong people and make their idea of feminism mine. Instead of, you know, I mean, it's like when you're doing research, you have all sorts of information and you have to study and then choose what is relevant to you or what should be applicable to you. But no, I did not filter anything. I just took whatever, you know, information from here, information from this feminist saying crazy things that I know logically. The thing is that when you hear feminist talking, logically it makes sense. Logically, some of the things they say make sense, but a lot of times, the fact that it makes sense doesn't mean it's the truth, okay? 
anyway i started to follow this radical feminist and i started to question everything in fact in my house i was already misbehaving my mom would tell me to do something for my dad i'm already getting angry why can't he do it (laughs) guys i was moving mad i was moving mad Ah, it's crazy my friends were you know getting scared of me the church i was attending then like my lagos church not my home church you know people people who cared and noticed because i used to post a lot of things on my status question god i was on the verge of becoming an atheist i was running mad i became so confused i had already see before guys let me tell you how my home was before i I used to be not afraid but i was very obedient to my dad he'll say do this or he'll say this about god that i will accept but i started to challenge him that was when i knew that i mean i didn't know i was moving mad to me i was on the right path i started to challenge him i'll write things on my status about god not caring if my dad was seeing it okay people would send me messages trying to talk to me i became angry like if you say anything against what i'm saying i will lash out on you i did not care who you were that's how bad i was guys i became rude i became nasty to people like i was changing my parents were noticing my parents tried to talk to me i started fighting with my mom more times than i sh- i know you know we fight with our mom's daughters the try first daughters it is normal you know those little arguments but i started fighting for unnecessary reasons with my mom always talking about marriage this married dad at some point i started saying that i'm not even going to get married i beg i don't even care marriage doesn't yes marriage doesn't you know it's not doesn't determine who you will be or doesn't make doesn't make you if you don't get married doesn't make you less of a person but i started to look at marriage the wrong way not knowing that marriage is a beautiful thing god designed it he knew why he designed it but because of what i thought feminism was you know and i don't really blame those people radical feminists i don't know i didn't i don't blame how i was because of how the world was how unfair the world was to women but the thing is you have the right to um you know your emotions but how you respond to things around you is what makes the difference okay yes the world is the way it is we live in a falling world but then i thought that it was god that made it so you get so something do you get i see people are here and will respond to me but do you get like i started to think all those things were um god's plan god designed it to be like that god hates women hmm. guys i said to think god hates women he created us to be to to be subject to men he did this he did that i was on the verge see it was in fact i feel like inside i was already an atheist i didn't believe in god before in my house i did not have minds to say i'm not going to church see now i had the mind from nowhere i became a rebel i became so rebellious doing things that shouldn't have been doing excuse me doing things that shouldn't have been been doing it was remaining for me to come out and say okay well, i'm an atheist and then i had this friend i don't know if, he, if he's going to listen to this shout out to michael soh joshuaville he used to reach out to me very often i'll post things on my status and then he'll reach out to me try to you know give me answers and all of that like he tried he really tried in fact when i had questions i used to go to him because i felt like he was the only one that was listening and the only one that cared he could tell that i was in a confused state and i remember him telling me he made one statement he said 
he's praying for me and he hopes that this only ends it ends in two ways it can end in um two ways it's either after all this all this that i'm going through i find my way back to christ i find my answers or after all this i drift away from god completely i lose it lose my faith and i become an atheist for most people that is what happens you know they have these questions unanswered nobody is answering them they are not in churches that even care or even know what they're doing and then they become atheists most of the time or few people find answers or even if they don't find answers few people find peace and comfort in christ and come back to him so he told me that he was praying for me and he hopes it doesn't end badly and he really tried after a while he stopped reaching out but i could understand because i became aggressive i didn't want to hear from anybody it became crazy guys and so well all those all that i mean while all that was happening for some reason i kept feeling this sense of okay i don't believe in god anymore God hates women. God this, God that. But sometimes I would now think of things that had happened in my life or things I had been through that could have only been God. She gets. And then I would say, okay, but this thing is not normal. You can't tell me there's no God. So the only thing that made sense to me then was the love of um, the love that supernatural being had for me. Okay. I, I could not put a name to it or really call it anything, but that love or me thinking about things I had been through or favor I had found or, you know, things, bad things, bad things were supposed to happen to me and they didn't happen or directions I had gotten from, you know how we always say something told me, that's something is Holy Spirit, guys. Anytime I hear people say something told me, I always say the Holy Spirit, especially when I hear Christians say something told me that, I say the Holy Spirit told you. He has a name, call him what he is, he's a person, the Holy Spirit called, acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, guys. The Holy Spirit told me this. Anyway, I said, okay, but something told me this is done, it saved me, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I was still, I was already denouncing my faith, but there was this restraint, okay? See, I keep saying that, honestly, God didn't want to let go of me. That's how, in retrospect, when I think of everything I went through, how I was... I was on the verge of because there's this thing about me i don't like being a hypocrite i feel like it's stressful being a certain way on the um when people aren't looking and then being a certain way when people are looking so i remember planning in my mind that i'm going to come out to my dad and tell him i'm an atheist too because you know when you follow some of these people on social media that call themselves atheists hmm, a lot of them are atheists on social media they don't have the mind to tell their parents me, I knew, but I was like, nah, I'm going to tell my dad. I knew how heartbroken they would be because, I mean, your, your parents are pastors. How would their child come and tell them they're atheists? Anyway, so, um, I started questioning everything. And then, I was so, this went on for a year, guys. Some of my friends knew, they could tell. But, none of them really reached out to me. Just one person. Like, only one person reached out to me. I do be... 
I hope you guys listen to this podcast. I'm giving people shout outs one by one. Adobe used to reach out because Adobe was a radical feminist at some point. Okay, but that's, I mean, that's not my story. That's her story. But when she found Christ and all, she started to see that. I think she started to see that I was becoming like her. And so she would send me messages, but I would lash out on her and all. So she was, she got, now she tells me that she was so scared of me that she, she even used to think, man, maybe she has to cut me off. Blah blah blah, and I can understand that anyway. So, LZD, I was so confused, and then I posted something. This thing is getting long, anyway. I posted something on um, on uh, Instagram. I posted, How do you? Because I felt like my feminism, the feminism I was practicing, played a huge role in how I viewed Christianity. And then I'll read a lot of articles that say you can't be a feminist and be a Christian, blah, blah, blah. So I, I asked a question on social media. How do you marry, how do you merge being a feminist and being a Christian? Oh, my, you guys, when I asked that question, I got so many messages. In fact, people that had me on WhatsApp started sending me messages. People that had me on, you know, people sent me DMs. It felt like, you know, when people have been keeping things in their mind and they find the opportunity to speak, that is how it felt. It felt like people that have always wanted to reach out to me but couldn't found that as the opportunity. My friends were like, a lot of my friends sent me messages. They were like, oh my God, that they are so happy I'm asking this question. That the fact that I can even ask now, it means that, okay, maybe I'm trying to reconsider or God is trying to bring me back and all. And then... I mean, I got a lot of responses that helped and I got messages as well that were saying it's not possible to mar- marry the two. And I got messages from people who say, said they were Christians and they had to denounce it because they chose to be feminists before anything and all of that. And two messages I got that really touched me from Fiwashera, my friend, and Udochi. Fiwa sent me a long VN you know talking to me that she's so happy i've asked this apparently she had been prior to that three weeks before that before the day i asked god had impressed me upon her heart to pray for me so she had been actively praying for me she she sent me that the end that she had been praying for me about this particular issue that everybody sees my status they could see that i was wilding guys i was really wilding and she had been praying for me and she's so happy I've asked and she told me a lot of things, explained this feminism thing to me, how it is possible to be a feminist and be a Christian, how, you know, you know, said things to me, things I would talk, I feel like I should create another podcast for this thing because a lot of people need to hear this, okay? So, and she explained a lot of things to me and it just thought, see, guys, I broke down in tears when I was listening to her VN. Because not even, not really about what she said, but about how, because it made me see that, okay, there are people who really cared about me and people who loved me, people who were praying for me when I did not know it. She was praying for me. I'm sure some Bola was praying for me, my other friends. And then my parents had been praying for me because my parents noticed this thing. Well, my dad is all for, as much as my dad is a pastor and all, he's also very reasonable he's like let her find her faith apparently i mean my mom was telling me all this afterwards because i started changing churches going to different churches my parents did not like but they never stopped me they were like they want me to find my faith on my own they know that i'm going through a phase and they want me to come out of it they were praying for me actively my mom told me that they saw everything that was happening 
all the, all our fights will fight will fight but there was only so much she could do so they started actively praying for me and then my friend Udochi told me something that I always quote that you guys that know me I always say this she told me myself I understand that you're a feminist the world is unfair I mean since everybody should be a feminist it only makes sense but remember that you are first a Christian before anything else you're first a Christian before you are Nigerian, you're first a Christian before you are um, a creative, you're first a Christian before you're an architect, you're first a Christian before you're anything else. So let your Christianity set the tone for how you practice every other thing in your life. She said that, I know right now it might sound like, oh yeah, I mean a normal statement, but see, I feel like I needed to hear that. And that was how, you, that was the statement Jesus used to flip the switch, guys. See, she was talking, that was the statement Jesus used to flip the switch. Nobody is saying don't be a feminist. Nobody is saying don't be whatever you are. Nobody is saying you can't be anything. You can be anything you want to be. Let your Christianity set the tone for how you practice those things. My friend told me that, Fiorashara told me that, see, this desire to fight for women and all it is god that puts the desire in me it is not from the devil any positive desire to do good for humanity it is from god so god knows what feminism is but i should allow him to lead and direct me and you know help me practice feminism the way it should be you guys and that was how the flip i mean the switch flip though so um and uh, right now i'm just going to talk about and so i mean after then things became better i was still very much there are a lot of things i wanted to say that i, I didn't say because you know i'm trying to summarize a lot of details i left out but you know when i started coming back to christ the first thing i did guys and if you're going through this phase it is a phase that a lot of people go through questioning your faith and religion and everything find a bible believing church i cannot even overemphasize the importance of that because if you have questions and you stay in a place that keeps feeding you with wrong answers or conflicting answers you will remain confused for the rest of your life and you will become you will remain a mediocre christian that makes statements that will make i mean i hear christians say things that make me wonder like oh we all worship the same god no religions i'm like which church are you even attending like anyway find a bible believing church i remember that um i was i you know i mentioned that i was going to different churches that my parents didn't like and i they couldn't say anything because i was really looking for answers right now thinking about it i was changing going to different churches because i was looking for answers then i remembered one church that my my lagos church I was a worker. Guys, I was a worker. I was busy having sex and smoking weed. <laughs> anyway, I remember when I was leaving my Lagos church because I had to move back to Abuja. I remember my um, music director telling me to try out this church, Petra Christian Center. I remember that church. So I decided that, okay. I remember that after, uh, you know, I asked that question on social media and all. I remember it was a Saturday or something. The next Sunday, I went to Petra. And guys... I found peace. 
I walked into that church after that first service. I knew that was home, guys. Shout out to Petra Christian Center. Shout out to my pastors, Pastor Aya and Pastor Diola. I love you guys so much. You guys don't even know how you've changed my life. If you hear this one day, I just want to know you guys changed my life. I heard the word of God for what it was. That church, find a church that their messages are centered around Jesus. See, the gospel is about Jesus. The gospel is not about heaven or hell. The gospel is not about sin. The gospel is not about death. The gospel is about Jesus. And I always say that if you hear a message that doesn't bring hope, that doesn't speak life, that doesn't, you know, speak love, it is not a message of God. A message that preaches condemnation, a message that preaches, that makes you feel worthless after, that makes you feel unworthy after, it is not the message of God, okay? Even if they are trying to, the message is trying to correct you and make you do, do things right, however it is preached it has to be centered on christ guys i can overemphasize the importance of finding a bible believing church as soon as i started attending that church it was like all my answers all my questions were being answered even when i was not asking them okay i started finding answers to questions i didn't even know i had that is important too what is to <laughs> Surround your oh oh my god! Surround yourself with the right friends, guys. Hmm. Ho ho ho! I always say this. If I did not have praying friends, friends that were praying for me, if I did not have friends that were reaching out to me once in a while, what would I have done, guys? I mean, I I now I mean most of my friends are in Lagos, or were in Lagos then. I was in Abuja. I didn't have people to talk to. I was going through through this. I didn't have. I literally had no one to talk to. It was just me and myself and I, and social media. <laughs> anyway, surround yourself with make. I started to make new friends from my church. You know, started to see that okay, oh, this Christianity is not bad. It's not all about condemnation. It's not all about heaven and hell. It's not. It's not all about do this and you go to hell. It's about Christ. Find Christ first and every other thing will be sorted. Like, focus on Christ. He will do the changing within you. Guys, it is so important. Another thing I did was um, I I took a break. I spoke to my friend about how I was feeling. Fisayo, shout out to Fisayo. And she told me, you know what, take a break off social media. I was, no, I was thinking of leaving Twitter because I felt like social media had played a huge role in my confusion and all. So I wanted to leave Twitter. I wanted to leave Instagram. I wanted to... But then I, I was afraid that, okay, oh, but I really like these apps, Sha. I mean, who knows? I might want to do something cool with them later on. And I don't want to lose my followers. <laughs> anyway, my friend now said... Um, I should take a break. I should take a break. So I took a break off social media, off Twitter especially, for a month plus. And she told me when I'm when I before I come back, I should go through my followers and people that are following me. I should block or follow people and follow start following people who post content that would edify me. Apparently, there was this thing called Christian Twitter. I didn't know. I mean, it's like a Twitter has very um, you know, cliques and all of that. There's the Christian Twitter, there's the skincare Twitter, there's the pornography Twitter, and all of that. So I should follow. So I went through her followers, I went through followers of people that I admired. I said, following con- people that you know, when you now open, see my 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 um Twitter is quickly clean now, like Precious says, 
squeaky clean i open it i i see content that edify my mind my body my soul my spirit that lifts my spirit up i learn things about christ i learn things that you know make me become better not just nonsense and rubbish guys it's very important people would say oh social media it's just social media it's all bans but see whatever you post says a lot about you because twitter is is literally you tweeting what is on your mind if all you post is trash that means your mind is filled with trash you're always thinking about trash you can't tell me it's all, all bans and then in real life that's not how you are meanwhile you spend most of your time on twitter so please what it really is the real you guys guard your heart guard your heart is so important out of it flows the issues of life guys guard your heart you want to i mean you are what you feed yourself you are we are all a product of the information we've we've acquired or things we've seen or we are all i mean you become what you feed yourself feed yourself positive edifying content and you will become you know you would live like that then uh, also yeah that's so to conclude that isn't to say that while this um ongoing transformation started i wasn't engaged in sinful acts i was i was still sleeping because if you are addicted to um to um substance abuse and all of that i was smoking weed i still enjoyed it and so sometimes i i made sure that i did not have a direct person i could buy from so sometimes i'll go to my friend's house see you can still take it I was still very much, I would say, okay, I'm not having sex, but sometimes I would sleep. But that was okay. What changed was that I now knew that while I was doing those things, I no longer felt the guilt per se. Because as soon as I did them, it was like Christ was telling me, okay, you made this mistake, come back to me. Christ wasn't judging me. I knew I knew I was now in Christ. I wasn't going to hell. I wasn't going to be punished. That is not the nature of God. God looks at us and sees the blood of Jesus. He has paid for our sins now. And that is, I mean, this is a podcast for another day. All these myths and we have to debunk all these things that we were taught in church that you do this and you perish. What then is the purpose? Like, it is an insult actually to water down the, what Jesus is on, did on the cross. Water it down. So to you, it is not important anymore. It has no importance that because you just did this one thing, you were in Christ all your life, or you fell and did this one thing, you will now go to hell. It's not possible. That means, in fact, you have you don't respect Christ. Why do you now believe in Him? Now, this is not a license to sin. This is knowing this makes you, equips you, and you know, gives you the strength to abstain from those things. Because now, I am not having sex or masturbating or watching porn or smoking weed not because i feel like i will go to hell because i know that i am in christ i'm a new creature because i know that what is said of god can should what can't be said of god should not be said of me okay guys i know this that is why i don't do those things i cannot say that i love god or i love jesus and then still engage in those things they don't it doesn't align okay it's now sometimes i see it as i'm hurting god if i do those things he's not going to punish me okay he's not going to condemn me there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus i am in christ jesus i am not condemned he just wants me to go and sin no more look at the adulterous woman after they wanted to stone her you know 
and cry jesus said um, who is without him cast the first stone and all of them went because i mean nobody was innocent yeah they all went god jesus in face and starts condemning how anything he just said you are forgiving go and see no more that is literally how it is with us when we fall sometimes he wants you to go and see no more he's literally waiting for you with open arms come my daughter please i just want you back yes you've fallen stand up there's no condemnation so um sorry guys i just need to get catch my breath and so what i would like to say is um if you're going through this phase i understand if you can reach out to me and i can help i will help if i can't i'll reach out to people who i know would be able to help Jodip said something. Shout out to Jodip. See, I'm just mentioning people's names. I'm selling you people's markets. <laughs> Shout out to Jodip. He said something. I'm going to paraphrase. He said, You may not have all the answers. You have questions, yes. But don't let the unanswered questions or the doubts you have overshadow the things you already know about God. You already know God is a good God. You know He's loving. He has done things for you. There will be times you will have questions, but don't let those questions overshadow the things you already know about him. Focus on, on the things you know about God. And with time, all your other answers will be questions will be answered. And even if you don't have answers, there's this peace. The Bible says that he will give you peace that passes all understanding. Okay? It is only Christ that gives that kind of peace. You might not know the answer to something you might be in distress you might be going through stuff but this peace of god will will just come upon you and you will see that you are not worrying about it anymore so what else do i want to say what else do i want to say and so yes um also this is very important so you guys know i run a club um there's a group of us we call it the waiting club it's a it's a it's a community of people who love god and have dedicated and devoted their bodies to god until they get married you know it's all about sexual purity and we always say sexual purity is not just abstaining from sex or being celibate it is being celibate is staying away from porn it's all about purity of your mind your body your soul and spirit and i like to tell people that this the waiting club is a gift from god to me yes it is a gift from God to me because I am now accountable to so many people. I am on this journey with people who are also with me. So even if not for anything, if I want to, if at all the desire to sleep even comes, I remember, okay, I'm accountable to people. People are watching me. Okay, I'm watching where a group of people, I can't let them down. And how this came was... Um, let me just give a brief history for those who don't know the waiting club started as a random thought on twitter so something happened and i fell of course because this journey to celibacy is not smooth sometimes you sleep i slept last year and i was just thinking wow this celibacy journey is hard were there people who i wish there was a support group i could you know talk to people and you know just know that there are people with me on this journey and a lot of messages came in and the holy spirit told me why not just start this and so we started it and it's been amazing so far like there's been testimonies people are, are are learning people are doing things right anyway 
we'll talk about that some other time so i hope my story my jesus flips the switch guys he really did i hope you've been able to learn from my story i hope you've been encouraged i hope you know that there's nobody too far gone for god to deliver see my sin was great his love was greater and nothing can separate us now like nothing my sin was great i did so many there are so many things i can't even talk about shout out to my parents so if you're hearing this please please don't do anything awkward and come and call me and my parents are very mushy they'll come and they'll now hug me oh my daughter blah 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 please guys just listen and digest it don't say anything to me i love you guys anyway so i hope my story has been able to encourage you guys to know that jesus can literally flip the switch on anybody's life you are never too far gone there are people who have done worse things than than i have done there are people who have kidnapped people who have killed people who have done horrible things to other people christ loves you jesus loves you he's not condemning you he just wants you to come and the way it works is when you are now in christ he walketh bible says he walketh within us to will and to do okay you will see that you're no longer interested in doing some of those things you used to do you don't have desire for them like now i see weed and i'm not interested the smell of it irritates me like i just want to go and meet people the people smoking and shake them that you should not be doing you should not be like i have no interest in it guys thank you so much for listening to my podcast i hope you have been blessed until next time bye guys stay safe love you guys